Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. Good to have you back to the podcast, Maximize Your Influence, episode 266. Kurt Mortensen here as we take a deep dive into the unknown, surprising secrets of charisma, or at least the things that surprised me as I spent the last 10 years researching charisma. But those in the United States hopefully had a great Thanksgiving, great Turkey Day. I'm a dark meat man myself. It seems like that's a 50-50 split around the country. For some reason, I'm the turkey cooker in the family. And it turned out good this year. Always a lot of stress there. I don't know how I got turfed that responsibility. But a great week of football, Thanksgiving, eating, doing nothing, getting back on track. Especially after spending two weeks on a marathon training. Was it 11 trainings in 13 days from Dubai to Doha to Boston to San Francisco. But back on track. Let's dive into it. Let's have some fun. Let's learn some skills to make you more Power Persuader to maximize every aspect of your life from your relationship to your success to your income. Let's start off with a ninja this week. Ninja. This was a commercial I saw from Allstate Insurance, and they were using an ex-president as a spokesperson. That was awesome. That's a great association trigger. That wasn't an actual president. It was a president... In the series 24, if you ever saw that series on TV, this person played president and now is the spokesperson. Not only does he have a great, deep, booming, credible voice, but he has an association trigger of being president, even though it was on TV. That's why a lot of commercials, actors playing doctors wear white coats. There's an association trigger. If you like this person in the TV program, that transfers over to your product. Such a simple, subtle thing that some people don't think about. But the ninja goes out to Allstate. Now, of course, this can backfire on you. Subway and Jared, Kobe Bryant and McDonald's, Michael Phelps, Tiger Woods. When people do things that the public doesn't like, it backfires on them and they have the opposite reaction. But hat off to Allstate for using a subtle subconscious trigger for credibility, using an ex-TV president as a spokesperson. Then off to our geeky article. That will also lead into our content for the day. This is from Harvard Business Review, talking about creativity. And creativity was one of those surprising things that came up with charismatic people. In a survey done by IBM, and it was federally funded, looked at creativity, and they said it was down 20%. Not sure how they figured that out, but I would go with it. I don't know if that's the exact number, but I'll say creativity is down. And they blame society, educational systems, I'm sure... Cell phones, smartphones don't help there either. But creativity is critical for problem-solving, success, thinking outside of the box. And it's not something you have to be born with. You can exercise this creative muscle in your brain. So how do we become more creative? Well, they talk about reducing stress, but not to relax too much. Because if we're too stressed, a lot of times we can't see the solution. They also recommend to get out of the office into unfamiliar environments, see something different, go someplace you wouldn't even think of going. Maybe you could just take a different path, do something different, a different route to work. They just studied at New York University and found that students who were allowed to walk freely rather than a fixed path 
we're 25% more creative. Kind of interesting. So something different, something new. Don't be a creature habit. I know that's what your brain likes. But try to get out of the office. Do something new. Eat at a different place. Try a new food you've never tried. Read a book you would never think about reading. Learn a topic that's unique and interesting. Learn a topic that you've never read about before. And Steve Jobs, of course, one of the founders of Apple, said creativity is just connecting things. When you ask creative people how they did something, they feel a little guilty because they didn't really do it. They just saw something. It seemed obvious for a while, and they connected the experiences, and they synthesized new things. So you have to have those new ideas, do something different to generate those creative juices. And another tip they talked about that your third grade teacher would be very upset about, let your mind wander, (laughs) okay? And a study done at University of British Columbia suggests that we have these executive brain functions and, you know, they're pretty good for day-to-day decisions and things that we need to make. But when we're dreaming, we're in a different mental state, we let our mind wander, we're not in that stressful situation, solutions come easy. So let's talk about this. As I studied charisma and interviewed charismatic leaders, what do they have that the average person doesn't have? Creativity was one of those things, those creative juices, they call them. It's part of the core qualities or inner charisma somebody has. They are creative. Even Albert Einstein said, imagination is more important than knowledge. And it's true. And the problem is, the blind spot, we'll call it, is I'm not creative, I can't learn how to do it, I've never been creative. And well, first of all, you're programming your brain not to be creative. And second of all, like I mentioned earlier, it is a muscle in your brain, you can improve it, you can exercise it, you can become more creative. And not only did I find this in charismatic leaders, the research also shows that creative people's brains aren't different. It's not the result of some magic brain region that some people have and others don't. You can exercise it. And another study found as long as you're at least average in intelligence, and I know you're above average because you're listening to the podcast, right? You can be creative. We know that if you can dream, you could be creative. And we know that leadership is based on creative problem solving. Another study also found that highly creative people have a high level of specialized knowledge. That's their competence. But they're also capable of divergent thinking you know, draw ideas from other disciplines and fields. So they know a lot about other things too. Hence your personal development program. Getting out there, talking to different people, new ideas, going to different cultures, whatever it is, can enhance your creativity. So bottom line here, you're more creative than you think. You don't watch what you focus on. Make sure you don't get too stressed out. Surround yourself with better people, different people, and don't resist your creativity. It is there. I've done exercises and seminars before that people don't think they're creative and they surround themselves in a group and they feel the synergy, those juices flow and those ideas pop into their brain and it just opens their eyes to help them realize that they can be creative. Now, how do you do this? Let me add a few more to what we read in the Harvard Business Review about creativity is brainstorm. Put down on a piece of paper your greatest challenge right now and try to come up with 10, 20 solutions. Just sit there and let it flow. You'll hit some brick wall sometimes, but let it flow. Just let it flow. If you're stuck, use group synergy. Find that energy of a group. Say, here's the challenge. Here's the issue. How can we solve this? What can you do? And make sure in that group that there's not an opinion leader, someone that's going to steer everyone in the right direction, but everyone's equal and trying to solve the problem. And of course, you already know this, but never downplay any suggestions or ideas. You'll get some dumb ones, 
But you can't say they're dumb. Number one, that stifles creativity and no one wants to participate in that. But number two, I've seen so many dumb, stupid ideas transform to incredible ideas that trigger different thoughts and different forms of creativity. Another thing, have confidence in your subconscious mind. If you need to have an affirmation to say, I'm creative, I am creative, go for it. Because you learn to tell stories and metaphor and analogies and read and increase your personal development and do things that are different, you're going to notice that it just starts to flow. And you're going to be more creative. And the more creative you are, the better you are at problem solving, the better you are at leading and influencing people. That's the bottom line. A lot of people didn't think about this. Even I didn't think about this was I was looking at charismatic leaders. There's some basic things that I knew about presentation skills, of course, passion and purpose and the ability to inspire and empower. Obvious things that leaders have, but this was kind of new and unique, surprising to me and surprising to most that charismatic, influential people are creative. But the most surprising thing after all that research, and it's not something that a lot of people talk about unless you bring it up, is the subject of intuition. Bill Gates said, often you have to rely on intuition. That's all you have. And as you look at CEO and charismatic leaders, they have access to all the data in the world, and they could spend three, four, five, ten years analyzing the data, never making a decision. But ultimately, they have to follow that intuition, that instinct, that urge, that inner voice. Whatever you want to call it, it's there, it's real, and they all will talk about it if you bring it up. They're not going to bring it up if you don't, because some people think, oh, wait a minute, that's woo-woo, I'm not sure, that doesn't sound right, because they've given up on it. And that's kind of your blind spot is that you second guess yourself. You get this feeling, this urge, this impulse. And you're like, well, wait a minute. Should I do it? Learn to start listening to that inner voice. It will make all the difference. It is what successful, influential people do. Study after study shows this. One study showed that top level leaders score higher in using intuition than lower level managers. And we know it's very ineffective to consciously overanalyze every situation. And intuition is bigger than we realize. It feeds our expertise, our creativity, our spirituality. There's just something about intuition that's real that we need to tap into. Learning to make those decisions. Learning to make quicker decisions. We know that high-level leaders make quicker decisions. And they're not always guaranteed to be right, but they don't have the time to analyze everything 100%. I mean, they're going to do a little research, and I'm all for a little research, but ultimately you've got to follow that voice. Learning to listen to that voice. So not only is this important for making decisions, you know, that gut reaction, that feeling, and it has a lot of different names, hunch. This also helps you learn to read people. Where are they at? Reading their emotions. How do you influence them? What should you say? What should you do? Are they deceiving you? Do they have your best interest in mind? It's all part of intuition too. So it's not only making decisions, it's learning to read people and how to influence them in a direction you should take a conversation. Now I know this takes a little faith, maybe a little practice, but learning to focus and concentrate can make a huge difference in your ability to use this intuition and follow this intuition. Now, there are limits here. It's not the magic bullet. When things are really, really complex and a lot of uncertainties, uh, tuition at times can be hard to use. If it's not your area of expertise, it's the first time you've seen this challenge, it's a little tougher to use. If your mindset is, it never works for me, I don't like it, I'm not sure, I don't know how to use it, is it real? Maybe your inner voice isn't going to talk to you. If you've already decided what you're going to do without looking at the facts, figures, or listening to your voice, it could hurt your ability to use intuition. Or maybe in the past, haven't used it the right way, made a wrong decision. That could also hurt your ability to use intuition. But open your mind here, let's think about it, let's talk about it, let's give you some tools on how to apply intuition. 
Let's talk about some steps here to tune into that inner voice and your instinct, that urge. It takes time. It takes a little practice. But I'm telling you, this is real. Every successful CEO, charismatic, influential person I've talked about it when I bring it up, agree. That's how they make a lot of their decisions, how they read people, how to know what to do. Again, it's hard to quantify and put on paper, but it is real. Get it surprise me just as much as surprising you. It is real, and it came up time and time again. That's why I talk about it in Laws of Charisma. So first step, you've got to take time to be alone with your thoughts. You have to listen to those thoughts and take time with those thoughts. You can go all day with phones and radio and podcasts and people and family and TV and never have a chance to be alone with your thoughts. Maybe you need to go for a walk with a pad of paper. Maybe you just need to turn that TV off before you go to sleep. Maybe when you exercise, you can take time to be alone with your thoughts. I know when I go jogging, when I jog up the canyon on the way up, is being alone with your thoughts and brainstorming and thinking. On the way down, I'll do a little personal development. But you have to take time to listen to your thoughts. Watch your attitude here. Open up your mind. This is something that can make a huge difference with what you're doing, that this works to start listening. And that's be the next step is listen and comply. Even if it's a small thing, talk to this person, call this person, say yes, do this. Even if something you don't get and you don't understand, start listening and complying. And the more you do that, the stronger the voice will be. And, and the next thing is just practice and practice and perfect it, practice and perfect it, and get to the point where you can start listening and believing in that inner voice. I know it's way out there for some of you, but I'm telling you, intuition came up time and time again. The studies show the same thing, listening to that inner voice. Now, do a little research. I'm all for that. Do a little research. Look at the pros and cons. Look around the corners. But ultimately, you're going to have to listen to that inner voice to make that decision. Otherwise, you get stuck in analysis paralysis. And it takes you too long to make decisions. And Napoleon Hill and Thinking Grow Rich talked about how successful people, millionaires, make quicker decisions. They follow that instinct, that urge, that subconscious, whatever you want to call it. That is part of success. And that's part of being charismatic. In fact, Gary Klein's book, The Power Intuition, said something really interesting. He said, our intuition is based on accumulated and compiled experiences, not on magic. We rely on intuition to make all kinds of judgments. And then he talked about Herbert Simon, who won a Nobel Prize, on his work on decision-making and problem-solving. And he introduced the concept of bounded rationality to explain why it's impossible to make any important decision by gathering and analyzing all the facts. There are too many facts and too many combinations of facts. The more complex the decision, the faster the complications add up. Instead, what enables us to make good decisions is intuition. So your intuition is still tapping into experiences and past failures, past successes. That's what it's pulling from. And it's something that can make a huge difference in your success, saving a lot of time, getting back on track, and being more successful. Napoleon Hill used it, especially Walt Disney. Always use intuition, instincts, listen to that inner voice. That's what created Disney World, Disneyland, Epcot Center. If you ever read his autobiographies, it's amazing. You know, I'd feel intuition, he'd visualize it, and then he'd create it. It's a powerful technique. So try it this week. Learn to listen to your thoughts. Follow your instincts. Solve your challenges. So let's combine these. On a piece of paper, put down your greatest challenge and brainstorm 10, 20, 30 things on how to solve it. Then follow your intuition, what you need to do to solve that. Work on it. It makes a difference. It makes you more successful as you become more persuasive and influential. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. If you want the new version of Maximize Your Influence, the new edition for free, 
You have to pick up a little shipping and handling. It is not much. A couple of bucks. Go to lawsofinfluence.com. Take a look at that. Give us a shout out at Kurt, K-U-R-T, at MaximizeYourInfluence.com with questions, comments, rude remarks, jokes, what you hear on the show. I have to do reader email on the show to help you answer your persuasion, influence, self-persuasion, motivation, negotiation questions. You can find us at YouTube, Spotify, Facebook at Maximize Your Influence or MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Please on YouTube and Spotify and iTunes, hit the like button. Let other people know that you're enjoying the content of the show. Appreciate your feedback and support. And of course, your emails. Again, Kurt, K-U-R-T at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Thanks for being here. Tell your friends about the podcast. And of course, master these skills, change your life, be more successful, and go out and persuade with power.